Yo, there's some serious jet lag going on. Buenos dias, ladies and gentlemen, live and direct from Barcelona, Spain. Uh, this week, out here doing some filming for In the Cut Season 2. Uh, looks to be a banger as always. Uh, very interesting traveling all over the world to see the different cultures. Uh, just wanted to take a little time out to... Um, let you guys know continue to like us on ig and youtube make sure to hit that subscribe button that's very very important and once again always be reminded that this is your show this is your network for the barber culture i apologize in advance uh for the interview i'm about to play for you guys looks like we had some wi-fi issues but was able to get the interview done with 303 barber based out of longmont colorado longmont is basically uh it's closer to boulder but it's north of denver about 30 minutes away had a chance to chop it up with uh one of colorado's homegrown barbers uh pretty interesting interview we talk about a lot of stuff but uh, once again, uh, we had to chop this up, had some serious uh, Wi-Fi connectivity issues over here. So I do apologize in advance for the quality, but also I wanted to make sure that we keep it very consistent in delivering uh, these podcasts on a great level. So there you have it. Once again, check us out on at Barberview TV on IG, uh, search for Barberview TV on YouTube and uh, be on the lookout for all of the exciting programs coming down the way. Enjoy the interview. Hey, welcome everybody to the Barber View TV podcast. You with your boy Mario here. Once again, as a reminder, please like our page on IG and YouTube. Make sure to hit that subscribe button and always keep in mind, this is your show. We're always looking for feedback as this is for the barber culture. Here we have a very, very special guest. I really, really love this guy. He's been very instrumental in my growth in regards to understanding the barber game, understanding um, just the whole the whole way of doing business in a barbershop uh, and just a, a great guy and Colorado homegrown, uh, Mr. Mm. Sean Murphy, 303 Barber. What's up, brother? How you doing? Yo, there it is. <laughs> That's a little bit of proof, huh? <laughs> yes. Absolutely. That's awesome. Great, man. Thank you so much uh, for joining us today. I just wanted to really... Uh, introduce you to the world. Um, right now, we're broadcasting from Barcelona, Spain, where it's about 1144. Um, and it's it's just been great um, getting to know all the barbers on a personal level, even though I do have a relationship with Sean. I just wanted to definitely have the world know uh, the things that I know, which is awesome. So, um, so Sean, tell us a little bit about how uh, the 303 Barber, just the whole premise behind it please um i don't know i guess the 303 barber kind of started in uh in barber school um when i was in barber school back in well, 2013 ig was kind of just starting to catch some some rhythm um and i was gonna do i was gonna do barber murph but my brother seemed to have already <laughs> stolen that from me because i'm the original murph since i'm the older one but, just based uh, on seniority out. right just based yeah. on seniority you you should have you should have had that <laughs> i should have so yeah i just i don't know since being from colorado and i just love my love my state and 
just went with that 303 barber and kind of ran with it and the rest is history that's awesome man um what got you into the barbering game um what what got you down this this awesome path here um i don't know cutting hair barbering's kind of always been been more of a hobby to me since i was like 15 when i first started trying to cut my own hair um and then it just kind of kind of grew i would cut like my brother and you know the homies and stuff like that just for just for fun and i was actually an electrician for seven years before i started cutting hair professionally and just kind of was at a a standstill with that i was laid off at the time and got a letter from unemployment said i qualified for a pell grant to go back to school which basically meant that the government was going to pay for me to go back to get some further education so my brother was in barber school at the time so we just kind of started about started talking about possibly doing you know a shop together in the future or something like that so it just kind of all fell into place i was able to get into school that next semester and got it done in 10 months and just been slanging them dope cuts ever since (laughs) i love it that's awesome so who actually got and i know you said uh chris your brother he's also a barber he uh who went who finished first did you Chris finish did. or did he finish? Nope. Oh, Chris he did. First. Okay. We were exactly a year apart. I started exactly a year after he did. So he's had his, he's been a licensed barber for a year longer than me, but I've been cutting longer than he has. Yeah. Your, your, your experience for sure. And, and, and that definitely shows, uh, tell us about Denver, man, Denver, Colorado. Um, what does that, when people say Denver and barbering, what does that, mean to you and most importantly what is your your role in the denver barber game metro um (laughs) um, so i would say you know the that mile high city is it's something special especially when it comes to the barber game our uh we got a pretty tight-knit um community of barbers that we all we all respect each other we respect what we do and we just we really we just keep it real with each other all the time we go to you know i've never had any beef with any denver barber ever like we've all we just come together as one you know that's something that i think sets this city apart sets the whole state apart really it's not just denver you know i got barber homies from springs pueblo freaking all over the place and it's just all love i think that's something that really sets us apart whereas you know i've heard a lot of other states that just are not that way so you know, if I got a, yeah. I got a client that's moving, you know, for, away from me and he's going, you know, say he's moving from Longmont to Denver or Springs or something, then I will, I got somebody for them to go to. I'm going to recommend somebody to for them to go to. So that's awesome. Yeah. Just talk, talk a little bit about um, the events that also goes down to kind of reinforce the, uh, the Colorado brotherhood per, per se, not a, Oh, not the um, not to forget the female barbers, but just the whole barber community. Kind of talk to us about uh, some of the things that's been going on with the foot of love and stuff like that. Oh yeah, um, our boy Dane Dane Vickers. Um, he's the owner of Banter Barbershop. He started doing those for the love events, um, and we started doing those like three years ago, I think now. And what it is is it's just a, a get together of barbers from all over the state, and we just. We hang out, we chit chat, we freaking collab on haircuts and it's just a day to day of barbering together. You know, that's something that really has helped solidify us all as 
as a, a tight knit barber community. They're super fun events. Absolutely, yeah, for sure. Do you think the Do you think the Colorado barber scene doesn't get the respect that it deserves? We have some pretty awesome barbers in in Colorado. Why oh, is yeah. it? It's almost like Denver is almost considered to be like a lower tier. I'm kind of partial. I know you're partial too, but you've been to different barber events and expos and shows, and Denver is. All the barbers in Colorado, they're always like oh, up yeah. there, you know. Yeah, so we're, we're solid. So why do you think there's such a disparity? Is it just it's not it doesn't have that pizzazz like New York and L.A.? Or what's what's some of your initial thoughts on that? Um, man, I think uh, I think it's more that just our our community of barbers, the barbers here in Colorado, just aren't as as focused on being in that limelight. You know, like mm-hmm. for me personally, like I could not care less if I don't ever cut a professional athlete or anything like that. Like the people that pay my bills are my clients, you know, and those are the people that are important to me. And I feel like in those other, you know, the States, Cali, New York, stuff like that. A lot of those guys are all about that, you know, just that being that upper tier, got to be in that limelight, showing off this, showing off that. And it's just kind of, it's not really our style, you know, that's probably a testament yeah, like you like know? gangsters, right? Um, but that's kind of also a testament to the people too, right? Um, Colorado people are really laid back, uh, very hardworking, very stand up. Um, I know we have this surge of um, a thousand people a week has yeah. been moving into Colorado. Not to mention, uh, we've we've we're turning into this California 2.0. What type of impact do you think that's gonna have on a barber game if any as some of the uh the fabric of colorado is actually kind of changing before our eyes here oh yeah for (laughs) sure man i don't know i haven't really i'm not really sure how to answer that one man that's gonna be something that's gonna be interesting to watch um i think that you know the clientele base is obviously growing if that's the case and um you know, a lot of those people are probably coming from those places where they think they have the nicest barber out in Cali or the nicest barber out in New York. And they come out here with low expectations and then they come, you know, sit in my chair and they're like, damn, this is, this is all, like almost better than I used to get, you know? For sure. For sure. Definitely. Hey, talk, talk to us about your shop. Um, uh, I, I know you recently, uh, opened up a shop uh, there in Northern uh, Denver. Just talk to us about that and about the success and just the vibe that you're, um, that you have there. So, yeah, um, but going, we're in our fifth year down at altitude right now. Um, And then I, um, in January of this year, I moved from there um, up to my home city up in Longmont. Um, Colorado, which is just outside Boulder, Colorado. Um, so I, I moved, moved a considerable distance closer to my family and home. Um, and then my home city. So it's been, it's been great. I love it. I'm in a, a single chair studio, uh, um, in a Phoenix salons and, uh, it's a good vibe. I mean, I like, I don't, I don't mind being by myself. I kind of like it. i honestly, I feel like I've had some, some deeper conversations with my clients, in here than I have in the eight years that I've been cutting them, you know, for whatever reason, you know, maybe the barbershop was too loud. They didn't feel like they could open up that much or whatever in this environment, that one-on-one has been, it's been cool. It's been really nice. 
So uh, a question here. Um, there comes a time where you, you kind of need the shop environment, right? To where you're, mm-hmm. you're learning, you're communicating, you're uh, absorbing. Um, and now you're in a place to where it's you, 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 you could provide that very intimate um, service for your clients. Is that something that was needed for, for your, for the time that you've been cutting? Is there a limit to where you need to kind of like separate from what is considered to be normal, which is, oh, I'm in a shop and I'm, you know, in a shop with eight or nine or 10 chairs. And this is the status quo. Now with these other opportunities with, with studios, how has that, has that improved you? How's that, has that elevated you? Kind of describe to me about what, what that, what that feels like now. Um, you know, when I was in that, when I was in the shop with the guys, like I def, there's definitely days where I missed being in there, you know, with all the banter and the, the BS and and shit talking between each other, especially <laughs> with having my my little brother there and stuff, you know, and yeah, there's man. days where I miss that for sure. But, um, I feel like I'm, I'm a lot more focused on what I got in front of me, um, with each client working by myself in here. Um, and I definitely, I, I elevated quite a bit moving, um, when I moved from the salon that I was originally working at, when I first started my career, we opened up altitude, you know, working next to my brother and Mike and, you know, some of those other barbers that we have in there definitely elevated my game. Um, but yeah, I feel like, I feel like I'm at a point right now where, you know, I'm, I don't know everything at all by any means. Like I'm, still going to classes and doing stuff like that. Um, but for me, it was just the big move for me was just to get, get closer to home, be with my family, closer with the wife and kids and spend more time with them. And I'm only working four days a week. I'm off Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, or Saturday, Sunday, Monday, off three days a week. So it's nice. It's nice to be able to have that, that flexibility. Um, absolutely. being now that I'm back in my hometown, I'm seeing a lot of people that I didn't see down at the other shop for whatever reason, maybe the drive was too far or whatever. So, uh, um, kind of gaining back some old clientele while still getting new people in the chair and stuff like that has been, been pretty nice. And the situation that I'm in down here, um, at this, uh, at this location is I'm the only barber in here with, 30 other ladies that have their own spots. So I'm basically monopolizing everything that I do. So it's, (laughs) it's, it's it's getting new clients has been so easy. You know, I got my windows closed right now, but I got the door there and I'm right up front. So everybody walks down that hallway and they see what I'm doing. And I've gotten a ton of, you know, the women's husbands in here, kids, stuff like that. So it's been, it's been good. It's been a good, good, good move for me much, much happier, less stress. So yeah, it's been, it's been nice. I'm loving it. That, that's great to hear, bro. It, it sounds like, um, when you first start bar- barbering and it, it turns into this thing to where it's, it's a machine to make money, right? You're, you're, you're providing and you're honing in your skills. And then there comes a time to where, you know, you want to, 
kind of do do you and 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 build your brand and stuff like that. But in this evolution, it seems like you're really focused on relationships. Like everything that I've heard today has been like relationships, um, cadence. It's the cadence you want. It's the relationships. Is it hard to achieve that in a shop that has a lot of personalities on the level for which you're trying to connect to your customers? Oh, definitely. Definitely. The, I got, I control everything within these four walls right here, you know, where it's like, mm-hmm. did, there was a lot that I couldn't control down at the other shop, you know, and I tried to control it and it just didn't work and just kind of messed with me internally as far as stress levels and stuff like that. And yeah, I put, put a lot of myself in, in taking that, that leadership role and stuff like that. And here it's just, it's so effortless here. It's, I don't know how to explain. Too easy. That. Yeah, it's, just, <laughs> it's natural. It's yeah. It's, it's not like you're not, it's like you're not even trying, right? It's right. Just there. And I can just I can just be me, you know, in here. Gotcha. So yeah. So and that's so, the one big thing, you know, with being in this barber industry is you know you do build those relationships with clients and you know, there's people from all walks of life that sit in your chair. So it's 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 really cool to be able to to build all that so close yes. to home you know absolutely man i know your commute's going down uh <laughs> tremendously oh, wow. and and the oil changes and the fill-ups and all of those it just, it just from filling up my tank twice a week to get to work to i fill it up every two weeks to get to work now that's that's an interesting shift right there <laughs> yeah so that's been nice Awesome. So, uh, so 303 Barber, when people sit in your chair, what should they expect from you? Um, highest quality, good personality. Um, I mean, they never have to question anything about their haircut. You know, they, they know what they, what, what to expect. They know what they're going to get every time. Like most of my people, I don't even really need to show them the mirror. They know what they're getting, but I do it anyways. You know, <laughs> it's just a habit, just, you know, to grab the nation, the muscle them, memory. You know? so, yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, That's, the quality, yeah. quality's there. And, you know, the fact that, you know, I'm, I'm by myself and I'm not having to, I don't have to grind as hard to get, to get what I need because I've, I've worked so hard over the last eight years to get where I am. For the new barbers that's coming online, um, like I said, you've, you've, you've been cutting for quite a while. Um, what do you see that's happening in the industry right now that um, that you could provide some feedback on? Is, is it good? Is it bad? Is, is it is it too much? I mean, what? I see a big shift, right? And I, yeah. I can't really put my finger on it. Can you kind of articulate what that feels like to you to see what the new school that's coming out, kind of some of the things that they're they're doing right now, or just some of the things that they should be doing right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think social media is, you know, over the last couple of years really has influenced a lot of the new barbers. Um, you know, they see, see certain things on Instagram and stuff like that, that, they think that that's how it's supposed to look every time. And, you know, half of them are enhanced photos and 
painted on lines and stuff like that. And that stuff's all well and good if that's what your client wants, but that's not every, that's not the reality of every single haircut, you know? Um, and then just kind of guys that come out of barber school expecting to be, you know, fully booked up all day, every single day. But that's not the case. You know, like when I came out of barber school, I was sitting just like this in my chair every single day. And I would do maybe three or four haircuts in a whole day coming straight out of school. It took being in that chair, in that shop every single day when I was supposed to be there all day long. If a walk-in comes in, you take it. Like, I mean, you know, we've seen at our shop, you know, some guys, it's just kind of laziness. Sometimes there's a lot of lazy, lazy barbers out there that are just expecting stuff to happen. Whereas like you are the one that needs to make it happen. Definitely. That's, that's something that's definitely, um, that's an opportunity for a lot of barbers out there to continue to elevate and expand their business for sure. Um, one thing that a lot of people out there that's watching this don't know is about, I actually have a nickname. You're like the beard whisper to me, right? <laughs> people drive far, people drive far and wide to come get blessed by those shears in those hands. Tell us a little bit about your, um, how, what made you, what made you shift in that direction? Or was it just what's, what's going on now as far as the trend in Colorado? Well, actually, everyone has a beard now. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's not just in Colorado, but the beard thing was, was pretty heavy in Colorado. Um, more than other places as far as you know big full beards mine's pretty short right now just because i cannot stand a long beard in these masks right now and boulder county is the only county in colorado that's got a mask mandate going on so back to wearing masks in the shop and all that fun stuff but uh i don't know i really got into the beard stuff um when i was a member of the boulder facial hair club which is just a bunch of bearded freaking dudes that would get together once a month and have beers and chit chat. And we would put on events to raise money for charities and stuff like that. So I started cutting all those guys beards, which just kind of grew to, to where like, that's one thing that I feel like I really specialize in is, is, uh, is the beard game for sure. Definitely lost, lost a lot of people when COVID hit, you know, and we weren't doing beards in the shop. I lost people for sure but I'm really starting to see them make their way back now that, that we're doing all that again, which has been, been good. Yeah. That, that brings us to another topic. Um, it just, it feels like um, a lot of States align with their community, with their barber community. It seems like Colorado is kind of behind on that. There's a lot of decisions that was made, especially during COVID to where it wasn't favorable for the barbers. It didn't respect the the training and the knowledge of the barbers. Kind of talk to us a little bit about that. And what are some of the things that you would like to see changed in our conglomerate with the uh, with the powers that be in the state of Colorado? Oh, yeah, that was something that was really frustrating, you know, all the, the time and money that we spend to uh, in barber school to be learning about you know, communicable diseases and viruses and all this stuff. And we have training on all of that stuff and they just, they just shut it down. Like it was, 
they just, like you said, they just did not have any respect for, for what we do. That was definitely frustrating. Should there be a move to kind of get more people like you that that's in the industry instead of those that are on the outside or think they have this, the, the pulse of what it should be just to make sure that we are protected and the right people are making those right calls. Yeah. I mean, that would be nice. I just don't know how we would go about doing that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we're going to find a way for sure. For sure. Great. So I'm going to ask you one more question and we'll let you go once, once again, thanks so much for your time. Uh, Tell us about the first hair. Tell me about that first haircut that you put down the very first haircut. What was it? What do you remember about it? And did you put it down? Um, the very first haircut I ever did was on myself and it took me like two and a half hours to do. What was it? (laughs) It was, I just was trying to fade myself up. It took me forever. And like, I kept having the clippers (laughs) on and I'd be getting turned around in the mirror and those damn clippers would get so hot. I'd have to take a break and go put them in the freaking, put them in the freezer, let them cool out, get back to it. It took a while, but now, I mean, I can, I can cut my own hair. I just cut my hair, cut my mullet off a couple of weeks ago and I cut faded myself up in like 20 minutes. It's just all repetition, you know? Absolutely. Well, brother, the floor is yours. Tell the people out there how to reach you on your social media platforms and any closing words that you have for our people out there that's watching this at this time, please. Yeah, for sure. Um, hit me up at 303 Barber underscore at, uh, on IG. Um, and then uh, if you want to book an appointment, get in my chair, just go to www.303barber.com and get you laced up. Um, I mean, some of my, some advice I would give some of these new younger barbers is just, just be there, be in the shop all day, every day. It's the only way that you're going to get to get to be at the point where you can make your own decisions and do what you want, you know, respect that shot too. A lot of these young barbers, like I said, just come in and expect just handouts. It's like, that's, that's not how things work. You know, it's all earned. Respect is earned. Clients are earned. Got to work hard in this industry to get to those levels. You know, those, those barbers that are huge on Instagram and social media, like they guarantee you, they've been doing it for a long time. They didn't just start up yesterday. For sure, brother. Well, once again, thanks so much for your time. I look forward to uh, getting with you pretty soon uh, when I return back home. But I just want to take the time to, uh, you know, honor you and, and thank you so much for your contributions to the to, to the Colorado game and also our relationship. Thanks so much, brother. I do appreciate you, brother. Yeah, ma'am. Thank you. 